What's up, Trail Show Nation? It's the Princess of Darkness. We are releasing the Red Tent Bonus Show as our monthly show for October. This way, everyone will have access to the content and conversation that was once a pay-only experience. I'm excited for you to hear this blast from the past with discussion that is mostly still relevant. And while this content is important for everyone, not just those identifying as she-hikers, please note that this episode may not be suitable for young children. We discuss menstruation, sexual health, and trail hygiene, and some other topics. If you identify as a she-hiker, this episode is for you. If you don't identify as a she-hiker, this episode is especially for you. We all need to do our part to make the trail a safe and inclusive experience for everyone, and that starts with educating ourselves on others' experiences that may be different from our own. Let's throw that red tent vestibule open, folks. It's time to dive into the Trail Show bonus show, the Red Tent edition. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. It's long overdue, but it's finally here. You've been requesting it since day one, the Red Tent Show. We will be discussing all things outdoors and how they can be different for Red Tenters. Five women with more than 50,000 miles of backpacking experience. Throw open the Red Tent vestibule and tell you how it really is. Get ready, because when it comes to telling the truth, we are not going to beat around the bush. Bush. It's the Red Tent Show, and it starts now. Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Can nobody the fiesta? It's the Trail Show. My God, Polly. Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul Mags Magnanti. He's a fraud. And now, from Dilo's basement, it's the Trail Show. Yes, yes, it's the Red Tent Show bonus show. And you are joining us here in the POD Disco Studios. I'm joined here with four lovely ladies, she-hikers, that are, we're all going to work together to tell you what we girls are doing up here on this trail. Today with me is Liz Snorkel Thomas, Laureen Salamander, how do you say your last name? John Gola. There you go. Stephanie Trainwreck White, and Kiki Angel Hair Dotzler. Thank you for joining me, ladies. Yeah. All right. So we are going to have our show format for today is that we are going to have four questions from four listeners that deal with four different topics related to she hikerism. And we're going to read those questions and answer them as a group. But before we get to that, we actually had a beer sponsor specifically for the Red Tent Show. Sal, tell us about that. The Red Tent Show is sponsored by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company out of Chico, California. Sierra Nevada is family-owned and operated with the largest privately-owned solar array in Chico. Sierra Nevada strives to make quality products while increasing sustainability and promoting human-powered adventures. Check out Sierra Nevada in your local beer store, the Tap Room in Chico, Torpedo Room in Berkeley, or in their newest location, Asheville, North Carolina. That's right. And Sierra Nevada, actually, they have this thing called the Big Room in Chico. And they actually have, like... It's like a little concert hall attached to the brewery because they're really into live music. So they're, they're really awesome. And um, we, we got that compliments of uh, Sierra Trading, or Sierra, Sierra Trading, no. <laughs> Sierra Nevada, they, they delivered the beer actually to our doorstep. They had someone deliver it in the night. 
That's a it was crazy. Thing. I opened Whoa. the door in the morning. There was all this beer on the door. Well, like <laughs> the beer fairy came. Five forty-five a.m. I went to uh, go to run and go to work, and there was beer on the front porch. It was crazy. All right, let's get into our questions. Tito, take it away. What's our first topic and question? All right, the first question is. I'm out hiking the Pacific Northwest Trail this year. The trail goes through a variety of types of areas, including semi-suburban, towns, national forests, and such. As such, I carry a two-person go-light tent so that once I am set up, passerby won't be able to tell that I am solo. This adds extra weight, but also allows me to keep my pack in my tent with me and feel safer. This is an acceptable solution. However, I'm curious how other women help protect themselves and make themselves feel safer as solo she-hikers. I'm trying to embrace the brutality, and meanwhile, I struggle with fear. This is from Kelly Wiley Lane. I also carry a very large tent, maybe a one-and-a-half-person tent, but not a two-person tent, but more just because I like lots of space than for safety. My biggest safety thing I do is I don't, I don't like people to see me crossing the road. Oh. Yeah, I'm with you, T-Dub. Mm-hmm. I, like I like to wait till there's no traffic and no one can see me and just kind of scurry across. And I do the same <laughs> thing. I wait for no cars to be passing by before I cross solo. Yeah. Snorkel, you've done a lot of solo adventures. What are, you, what are your thoughts, feelings? I think if you camp far from, from the trail or far from roads, that's a good thing. Uh, try to not be seen from either of those, and no one's going to go into the woods for the most part. Yeah. And, and the thing is, my theory is that bad people are lazy. And that's true. They're not going <laughs> to hike after you. So I think following that rule is really important. Just don't camp anywhere near a busy trailhead or a road and uh, don't let anybody see you. See you setting up and camp for I, sure. I don't do a lot of solo hiking. I mostly go with Disco, of course. But, um, you know, even Disco is actually pretty, he's kind of a stickler about camping away from the trail. And I'm always like, oh, no one's going to come by. Just camp right here, <laughs> right next to the trail. It'll be so easy in the morning. So I was like, no, no, got to move it back, move it back. <laughs> I think that the trail is such a great place to actually confront our fears um, because there's so much that's out of our control. We can't control the weather. We can't control whether there's water. We can't tr- control bears. Um, and so it's a chance for us to actually confront that and make peace with it and overcome it because Anywhere in life, there are dangers. True. But it's such a great place, I think, to overcome fear and and find a peace about the things that you're afraid of. True. Um, We're going to actually Skype in uh, Sage Clegg, who has done several adventures solo. And uh, she's going to give us a little take on on what she might, uh, how she might feel about this. So let's let's give her a little call. Are you going to play a trick on her? Play break on her. Just kidding. Sage Clegg. Hey, hey. How's it going? This is the Princess of Darkness. I'm here with Angel Hair, Salamander, Snorkel, and TW Trainwreck. And uh, we're sitting around talking about, you know, red tenting and whatnot. And uh, we just, uh, first of all, before we, get, before we ask you a question, why don't you tell us about what, whatever your latest adventure is? Uh, my latest adventure was a little 400-mile hike I went on this summer out in Northern California, and it was on the Bigfoot Trail. It was pretty awesome. I recommend Bigfoot Trail. <laughs> so, Sage, we just had a question about uh, safety on the trail for solo she-hikers, and um, specifically this writer wrote in and said that she carries a two-person tent, so that if anyone were to happen by, it looks as though there's more than 
than one person. So we were talking about our feelings about that and just being a solo she hiker on the trail and the, the fears that can be associated with that. So can you speak to, you know, any fears that you may have had or precautions that you've taken as a solo she hiker? Yeah, I guess I mean, that's a neat idea. I honestly had never, that had never crossed my mind to carry a two person tent. <laughs> I think I'm too weight, weight conscious in yeah. my backpack to do yeah. that. I usually just find myself hiking all day and then camping kind of late at night. But yeah, I, I don't know. I really enjoy traveling alone. And I think that for the most part, I, I've, I mean, I, I've honestly never had that many issues. Um, Safety-wise, I think one of the things that really make, makes a difference for me while I'm out there by myself is that I have a lot of first aid training, and I feel pretty confident that I can deal with most things, most injuries that happen to me. So that's a big one for me, is making sure that I can take care of myself if I rip my knee open or, or whatever, or if I wind up with some creepy stomach ache. Yeah, what about hitchhiking? I mean, for me, like hitchhiking has always seemed a little sketchy, but at the same time, I've I've only had one bad hitch out of the like thousands I've taken. Has that been a similar experience for all you ladies? Yeah, I mean, I've only hitchhiked by myself a couple of times, and I I did carry mace or pepper spray or whatever, so I kept that in my pocket just because I was I don't know being cautious. What yeah, about I, you guys? I kept my pocket knife in my pocket when I hitched alone. Luckily, I'm very, you know, I never had any issues. But, no, I haven't either. Um, yeah, that was, that's that's probably actually the scariest thing is hitching alone. Yeah. Because you're, um, I, I do feel much more in control on the trail. Yeah. But you're not, not at all in control when you're in someone's car alone yeah. with some creepy yeah. dude. So You're really throwing it out there. You yeah. can get anything. Anything. And you do get anything. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I'm so relieved when I get a mom with a minivan and a yeah. kid in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. Nice people like to stop for women. That's they true. Feel we have sorry an for time. you. We have yeah. a way easier time. Yeah. So we, people that will pick you up and say, I've never picked up a hitchhiker, but yeah. you're a girl. So Yeah. That's and I would true. always turn, even if someone creepy did pull up, I would definitely turn down the ride. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a, a little bit of freedom in being picky because more people are likely to stop for us it's true i've noticed that i've been picked up by women and older women especially yeah, yeah. a lot they're like oh you know i see you out there and i feel sorry for you same thing as train wreck was saying i don't pick people up normally but you look okay <laughs> they're saving you yeah and and we you know when i was hiking with disco we had people pick us up that i think normally wouldn't have picked up any hitchhikers yeah but because he had a woman with him you know and there was a woman that picked us up and she had you know a, a two-month-old baby in the back of her car and she's like i've never picked anyone up before but <laughs> but you guys looked okay you're not axe murderers are you <laughs> so yeah so that's a good point sage i think that's probably the toughest part about you know being out there alone yeah it's where the trail intersects with civilization yeah is the scary yeah, part. that's the scary the part. trail yeah. itself is not so scary right it's true right that's true. I agree. I cool. agree completely. <laughs> well, hey, Sage, thanks so much for your input and sharing with us. And uh, we're enjoying the, uh, the beer compliments of your sister. So thanks for that, too. Thank you. Nice. Cool. Did the Bigfoot ale make it? Make it, it did. Guys? It did make it. We've got everything and it's in the cooler. I'm sitting on it right now and we're drinking it. So we're drinking it's it right now. It's so good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Nice. All right. Happy yeah. trails. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you too. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. All right. Sage Clegg joining us via Skype. So, uh, let's move on to our next question. Uh, Kiki, 
Hello, TTS crew. Looks like there have been situations on the PCT this season that go beyond what are you girls doing up here? (laughs) Specifically, concerns received from women that the outdoor gear clothing companies do not take women seriously as customers. Perhaps this is a topic for Ask a She-Hiker. He goes on to bring up several concerns expressed by female customers during his years in outdoor retail and the 2000s, which were women's sleeping bag sizes, um, taller women having more difficulty finding hiking pants. Amen. (laughs) Uh, Female customers in their 40s and 50s concerned about finding age-appropriate outdoor clothing and uh, the company that he worked for failing to carry many of the women's equivalent of technical outerwear we had for men. Word. So... I think that's an interesting topic, though I think once you do find your gear, and there's so much more gear these days, yeah. I mean, you can go to Sierra Trading Post and find just about anything you need. And um, once you find the clothes that work for you, luckily once you're on the trail, it's not a thought. If your it's clothes true. are comfortable, because then you, you're good to go. You don't have to think about it. And you just have one, that one outfit. And My that, approach is just to wear the same pair oh, of shorts for, sure. for the whole triple crown. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> famous, famous shorts. My that, green shorts. Yeah. That, that question is from uh, <laughs> Bernard Wolf, who's a, a longtime listener. Um, and I was just, I was thinking about that. And, and I, uh, I've gone on a couple of hiking trips now with women who are not through hikers, women who haven't done even very much hiking at all. And what I notice when I look at the pictures is that they all look really cute. <laughs> they all have really cute hiking clothes, and I look like their dumpy cousin. That yeah, they but had to I take. bet they can't pee standing up. They can't. And so. also, also, they get more sunburn than I get because they're not covered up. Um, they had way more mosquito bites. They cut themselves because they were wearing little teeny tiny little clothes, and they, you know, fall or scrape or whatever. So. Um, I have definitely noticed that if you go into many outdoor retail shops, the the women's sections are more geared to fashion. And fashion, I think yeah, that yeah, for there sure. are civilians going in there for and sure. wanting that clothing just for regular life. Yeah, wiring. for sure. Actually, but long distance hiking, whole different story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really remember very many people looking cute female-wise. <laughs> hey, come it on. Was just, <laughs> I look cute all the time. Come on. Practical. Tita, now she always wears a cute skirt. That's true. The hiking skirt is the way to go. Yeah, to look speaking cute. of, speaking of. So uh, I brought P.O.D. out a Purple Rain hiking skirt. Purple Rain is a through hiker (laughs) who who realized there's no really cute skirts that have pockets for women out there who want to do some long distance hiking. So she makes these by hand, sells them on Etsy, and I brought one for P.O.D. Awesome. Try out. Little rocket. I've been wearing it all season. I hiked the Chinook Trail with it, and uh, it's so comfy I haven't pretty much taken it off. I went to a bachelorette party in it, and no one noticed I was wearing my (laughs) hiking gear. Once you go skirt, you can't go back. And That's I have true. coined it. Well, I have to say, <laughs> P.O.D., I love her so much. She was the first female I ever saw peeing standing up. And I was just That's so right, people. shocked <laughs> at it, you know. But then I admired it so much, I went on to, you know, do to the do same thing. To do it yourself. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Only way and to go. I'm always hiking a skirt, and I call the peeing position the Martha Washington because it looks like <laughs> George Washington crossing the river, uh, but I'm Martha, so. I like it. And I remember on the AT when, so Sal, Kiki, and T-Dub and I, we all hiked the AT in the same Each year. Other. 
Yeah, sorry, angel hair. And uh, we were up in Maine somewhere, and I remember there was this huge river. And in the 100-mile wilderness. Yeah, was it? And <laughs> yes. there was this big bridge. And I think it was Tito was like, you should go pee off that bridge. And I was like, okay. So I walk wow. over the bridge, and I was peeing, standing up. The bridge had no railings. So no, was, yeah. Yeah, no railings. Just free flying. And I remember Red, Redwood was just horrified. <laughs> Redwood walks up on this. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was awesome. Proud moment for me. And, you know, the funny thing is the whole the skirt thing and the peeing standing out, man. That has come in useful in so many uh, urban situations, too. Like, you have no idea. I've peed all over Denver. I've peed all over Denver. I pee standing up, but I have shorts. But this goes back to the men's clothing thing. Because my triple crown shorts are men's shorts shorts because they have a liner. So you don't have to wear underwear. And then they're they're nice and airy. So it reduces any risks of, you know, infections that women can get Mm -hmm. on the trail. Um, but also, it lets you pee standing up because you just have to move the liner to the side and just yep. go. And go. And it makes all the difference in the world. So you don't have to, like, pull your sweaty shorts down. Yeah. You can keep yeah, your pack on. You keep your pack on. And you can pee as fast yeah. as a guy. Back to the skirt camp. They're so comfortable, in fact, that all the West President Allgood is known to wear a skirt as well while he's hiking. Yes. Well, I know <laughs> a couple of friends of mine, wore, men, were hiking skirts. In fact, hearsay, he had a bad run-in with some mosquitoes because he doesn't wear any underwear. So... But he he wore the same skirt on the PCT that I had. He and I had the same skirt. I mean, the Mountain Hardware. Um, no, it was the Maccabee. Oh, Maccabee. Yeah. Well, it's a victory for women. That's right. That it men is. are wearing skirts. It yeah, is. Totally. It is. And all good. And I had the same skirt too, actually. Who was the guy on the PCT in 04 that hiked with uh, Sprite and Goat? He wore a skirt and he tried to glissade. In oh, it. Skywalker. <laughs> Skywalker. Oh, God. <laughs> there was a bad incident with the sun glissading. And the, the snow enema, I think he got. <laughs> oh. oh, God. I can just imagine. It's bad enough when you got pants on. Anyway. All right. Good. Well, yeah, I, 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 think, I think that we covered that. And I definitely think that there's some, some room for improvement there with women's uh technical gear if you will mm-hmm. all right so, uh moving on snorkel tell us about your your question i think this was directed directed to you actually it was sent to me although i'm looking for some answers as well to this question so hopefully this crew can help there hey snorkel recently i have been in discussion with many female hiker friends who are either having difficulty with their parents or dealing with apprehension themselves concerning hiking solo The trail should be a safe place for people of any race, gender, sexual orientation, etc. to hike peacefully and safely. How can we make this dream happen? Well, do you ladies think that it's any unsafer than the real world? I mean, I I consider the the trail a bubble of safety in a way, like community and not to discount that things happen. No, but I I think the issue is the perception of people who've never been in that situation because, you know, if you think about any horror movie that you've ever seen, they find people in the swamp or in the forest or even now, even in real life, they find people's bodies dumped in the woods. And, you know, I had this discussion with my parents when I was going to go hike the AT because I went solo and, you know, hiking the AT solo is not really... Uh, there's so many it's people. Hard, right? There's so many people. Exactly, exactly. But I had the same discussion with my parents. They were very worried about my safety. And, you know, they conjure up, oh, you're going to get murdered and all these things. And I, I talked to them about it. And I said, look, definitely they find bodies in the woods all the time. But those people were murdered somewhere else. And then they were dumped <laughs> there. 
practically <laughs> exactly. The oh, engineer, it's, it's, the love that line. it's the engineer in me. You know, I made a little PowerPoint about it. No, and the other thing is, is that I actually said this to to my mom. I said, let's look at the statistics for the Appalachian Trail. How many murders have there been in the last seventy five years? There have been like three murders on the AT, I think. Yeah. And I said, now you show me any mm-hmm. city in the U.S. that has a better a better murder or, you know, a lesser <laughs> murder rate than that. There isn't one. That's true. And that's, and that's, that's the thing that finally, I think for them, pushed them over the edge where they were like, okay, I mean, it's hard for me because I can't see you. I can't talk to you. I can't just call you on the phone. But I know that where you're going is perhaps could be safer. And ironically, we feel so much safer in the woods. And like mm-hmm. Salamander and T-Dub were saying, <laughs> it's only when they cross the road yeah, exactly. that they <laughs> hide and rush across. So, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a misperception. It is, but I do think it's a real issue for for people with yeah. their parents, especially for women. My know? mom was freaking out. I have an Italian mother, so that's just yes. it's like a whole different degree <laughs> of freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's freaking out because my parents drove me down to to Springer to start, and um, she, yeah, she's really losing it. And then, um, but you know, on the AT, really not alone. And of course, I would call right. every resupply. Exactly. So that's every few days on the AT. Um, and then there was a woman I met out there who was just hiking a section. She was an older woman. She's probably, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe fifties or sixties at the time. And she was just, she was solo hiking a section. And, um, she went back after, I think she was out for a couple of weeks. She went back home and, uh, she called my mom for me and it was so oh. nice. She, said, she explained, you know, she's a grandmother and she's out there. And there's such good people out there. And she felt so safe and that I was safe and that I was happy and there are yeah. all these good people oh, around. And it was awesome because it didn't, make, it didn't mean that my mom totally stopped freaking out, but <laughs> she's freaking out a whole lot less. Yeah. When she well, got she a better idea of yeah. like, what it's actually like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, <laughs> and I think people are also concerned not just about getting murdered, but getting lost. If you're going to get yeah, lost. Yeah, it's true. And the animals. lost, yeah, and attacked by... Grizzly bears. Yeah. Grizzly bears, right. And it's time and experience that just teach not only yourself but your parents that, wow, it's a great place. There's people that watch out for each other. Um, th- my daughter's fine. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. I, I, do, I have had a conversation with my parents that bad things can happen. I could fall somewhere and hit my head and die. Which it's is much true. more likely than getting murdered. Yeah, exactly. But or I could get attacked. I mean, we hiked on the CDT. You hike 800 miles through Grizzly terrain. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those things could happen. But I told them those, you know, that's, that's, think about how many people die just driving. Like Lord. driving is one of the most dangerous activities you, you can know, do. Hitting your head in the shower. That yeah, would yeah, suck. Right. Uh, that's exactly. way better to get eaten by a Grizzly than like. Dying in the shower. Then to be found naked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would too. rather get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to tell you, on the CDT, there was so much that we couldn't control. Yeah, you of know? course. And I had, I had to deal with fear more there than any place else in my life. Because in our house, we're the master. You know, we yeah, turn on the course. lights, we set of the course. temperature. But out there, there is, there are grizzly bears there are you know you are exposed to lightning and i remember having to say a mantra in my head just let it go let it go let it go kiki actually wrote that song oh wow <laughs> yeah she's because making a mint on let it go, let it go. <laughs> but i am thankful for that yeah because you just have to make your peace with that yeah. and i think and i think for the the parental piece i mean i i can't speak for you guys but I'm at the point in my life now where I've done so many things 
that I really think I could call my parents tomorrow and say, hey, guess what? We got this opportunity, and we're going to go live on a sailboat in the middle of the ocean for four months. I'll call you when I get back. And they're like, all right. You know? <laughs> That's what she I've, does. I've broken them down. You know what I mean? I, yeah, it's true. I, and I think, yeah. that, I think it's, you know, with, with time that you, you can build that, you know, every time you come back safe and sound from your trip... <laughs> Your parents start to feel like okay. more secure. Yeah, my mom actually said she's like, "Oh, I don't worry about you anymore." And I'm yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you should." <laughs> Let's take a break, and when we come back, we will go to our next question. What are you girls doing out here on this trail? The trail show. trail show less gear more beer all right and we're back so during a little break we had a little discussion about um pain and you know menstruation oh my god I said and keeping it. it clean <laughs> keeping it clean so before we go to our last question we're just going to kind of throw it open here we're going to throw it wide open and talk about all of those things so so first of all snorkel confessed that she's never peed standing up so uh. There's probably some other she hikers out there that that have never done it. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you what I always tell people that if you want to learn how to pee standing up, the best place to practice is in the shower. Because I actually taught myself on trail and I had to wash my shorts out several oh. times because I peed on my shorts. The key is power. Yes. Well, also That's I mean I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be really detailed here. Okay. For me, you gotta you, if you're wearing a skirt, you can just lift it up. It's great. If you're wearing shorts, you got to pull all that, all that stuff to the, the side. to the side. And I found that you got to spread the curtains. No. Is what I, I just think you need to, to move your leg forward. That's why the power comes in. You got to okay. like, you got to be strong so that you don't have any dripping problems. Yeah, see, Moving I, I the just, leg forward, forward probably does spread the curtain. It probably does. I just do it myself manually with uh, my hands. No, because that can be dirty. Yeah, it can be. But, uh, you know, it's on the outside, so it's okay. Yeah, maybe. Well, okay. so here's a question. Are, are we going no underwear? Are we going underwear? W- what's your trail protocol here? I, I like to wear underwear myself, especially with a skirt. I, I, I bring two pairs of underwear, and I change it every day, and I wash it out. I, I wash out my... I go with the men's shorts that have a liner, because then I, you don't have to deal with underwear, and it's super easy to wash out, and it's um, really airy while you're hiking. So, so you you... I strongly believe in no underwear, and using a one wet one per day to wipe up the dribble, and then... You know, maybe that's gross. I reuse it, but then at the end of the night, I throw it away. And oh, then the I next see. Day you use I it during the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And I keep a Ziploc, and that's where all my used toilet mm-hmm. paper and my used mm-hmm. wet ones go, and I pack it all out. But I feel like that catches it from running down your leg, and then yeah, everything's dry and airy, and I've never once had any problems. And I actually, I actually scrub everything out at night with wa- I like carry some extra water, or we camp by water, or whatever, mm-hmm. or right before we get to camp. Like I, I go to town 
yeah. downtown. <laughs> because it's I, good. I know women who have had a urinary tract infection take them off the trail. So you yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. You have to. Mm-hmm. And I've had them before. And the other thing is that I found that if I don't do that every day, my sleeping uh, my sleeping long johns. Oh God, they start to smell so bad. Oh. I'm serious. I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm throwing the vestibule open. That my there's s- no gla- Are guys they synthetic listening. Peyote? Way, so. <laughs> synthetic peyote. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but they, 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 they start to stay. smell like urine, though. I feel like anything would smell like that. Yeah. You know? just, just that's mm-hmm. why I'm no underwear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have to clean it but up. But see, I night. put my clean underwear on at night before I go to sleep. Yeah. My that next works. day's underwear. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, see, I have a whole system. I put on the clean underwear at night, and then the dirty underwear, I wash it in the morning, and I hang it on my pack so it dries, and then that night I put that one on and switch them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I carry one I carry one pair of camp underwear, so I take off the shorts and then put on yeah. the, the clean-up, and then put on the underwear at night. Yeah, I have to say, I'm as disgusting as a guy. I don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I also learned, that's, the, that's actually, so I don't shave my legs, I don't shave my armpits. But I, one thing I learned about from being on long trails is that I got to keep that, keep the downtown, you know, high and tight because that's another <laughs> issue. It can get, can get a little. Well, it's tea. just like foot care. I mean, if yeah. you, and the more that it's enclosed, you have yeah. to keep, you know, we all know about keeping your socks and feet as good as you can. Mm-hmm. As good yeah. as you can as good out as there. You can. It's not as good as in town, but. Yeah. It's still an effort being made. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. And ultimately it's about staying healthy because that yeah it really can you know that can lead to kidney infections that can can, lead to serious for sure i just think these are the real topics it's true (laughs) i know (laughs) they are nobody wants to talk about it but everyone wants to know and you know the whole thing about about you know using teepee during the day like who of us uses teepee during the day i don't i don't know when i'm peeing i no, but i have a bandana and then i yeah i I do that too Mm -hmm. yep or i just give it a shake I, I'm I a big fan of the shake. shake. I like found items personally. Yeah, it's true. Leaves. Yeah, what does yeah. that mean? Found items. Pine needles are good, and yeah. um, oh, pine cones available are good. Yeah. for her peeing. A pine yeah, cone? Yeah, no, I mean just gently. Yeah, yeah. with the grain. With the grain. The grain. With the grain, and very I just, gently. I just touch. Yeah, yeah. just a touch. Just, it's just so that it's not like you yeah, know, not the, a rub. Just a right. touch. And, you know, there's a lot of them, so you just cycle through them. Yeah, like, there's just, one, there's another one, there's one. I use rocks sometimes. Yeah. Clean ones, you know, nice, not yeah, dirty just, ones. Yeah, just but. to keep it dry. <laughs> not those dirty rocks. <laughs> yes, well, it does conserve toilet paper for when you're doing your other business right, out right. there. Well, well and I still want to carry all that. It's hands off, yeah. too. Yeah, like, exactly. you don't need to pick and or uh, get in your pack and find the toilet paper and carry it out and, like, deal with Ziplocs. Mm-hmm. Now, now what, about, available. what about the actual red tent days? Yeah. That's no fun. Well, I just wish everybody would carry a Ziploc with them and carry mm-hmm. their stuff out. Do not bury it. No, yeah, never no, bury no. it. You no. got to carry it out. Yeah. I take a, um, I take a big, I always pre-pack these and I would either put them in my resupplies or put them in my bounce box, but I would make these kits up. So it'd be one Ziploc and inside I would put um, a big sheet of tin foil, of aluminum foil folded up and then... You just I really don't know off. what's coming next. No, I just tear off a little <laughs> tear off a little corner of um, the aluminum foil and then just wrap it in uh, that before yes. I put it back in the Ziploc. Just so it's like contained and it's you dry. Don't, no one, no one wants to see that. I know because, no see because your, yeah, trash no bag, your trash bag oh. comes out sometimes. Oh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't just want it sitting right on top of your like <laughs> right. well, yeah, empty. Maybe you should just own it. Oh, you have a problem with that? It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and that's another angle. And you know what? That's totally true. Yeah. And you're I female. Would, I like to take the tube out of the inside of the toilet paper roll 
and oh. I will carry oh, that. And that's have a good a, idea. I have a separate trash that I keep with my toilet paper. Oh, that's a good one. And just slide the tampons in there. I like to just use empty bar wrappers. I just open them really carefully. <laughs> oh, yeah. yep. I'm like, yep, oh, I'm going to need this later. Open it carefully. I have to slide <laughs> the bar out <laughs> and then <laughs> reuse it. Perfect cylinder. I have to say, I'm pretty shocked that this crew is not using a, a keeper or a moon cup. You know, I don't like oh, the idea. I was never into that idea. I I don't like the idea of putting my fingers inside my purse. Yeah, that's my that's my well, can't wash trail because you're really. camping. You can't, you can't do that clean. It's just the yeah. desert, and when there's not enough water, right? Yeah. If there's a lot oh. of water, all right. It's it's here, here's my big secret. I, I wasn't going to share this with anyone. Oh, so, oh, trail you know, show confession. Yes. Okay. So if you need to clean out, by the way, I've tried out the the, the keeper, the moon cup, and the diva cup, and the the. Diva Cup has a little short um, string. Yeah. It's too short for me. Go go with the longer keeper or um, the, the moon cup. They're made by the same company. Huh. Anyway, so the secret, if you're in the desert and you don't have a lot of water, is to pee on it because pee is sterile. That's true. So uh, I, I spent some time in, in uh, Botswana, and, uh, you know, there's not a lot of water there. It's the desert of Africa. And they would use pee to clean out things, to, mm. uh, you know, traditionally to keep mm-hmm. them sterile. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't mind getting pee on your hand. I don't mind. It's it's sterile. I always say that. Yeah. You do. That's I one do. of your phrases. Yeah. Urine is a sterile environment. I, I say it all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's true. But see, the best solution to this, and I didn't figure this out until after I did all the, you know, the, my longest hikes, but um, if you're comfortable with taking the pill continuously, then you can just do that for five or six months, and then you're good. You don't have you to know, worry about it at all, and it's awesome. It's amazing. Bad health. No, they say it's completely safe, well, and it, I've actually been way better because I don't... Like, I used to gain seven pounds every month and then lose seven pounds and gain seven pounds and lose seven pounds of just water. And now I'm, like, completely stable. One size of jeans all month long. Well, <laughs> and, and, you know, the other thing is that um, uh, Snorkel's got... She has some, some interesting information about the pill, too. But the pill was actually designed to be taken that way, back mm-hmm. to back, yeah. when it was designed. Yeah. But they were worried that people would feel... Would get freaked totally out. Unnatural. That they're not going to have a period. <laughs> so they... They introduced the, the placebo pills so that you could continue with that cycle. But It's really a beautiful thing, though. I actually tried that a couple times, and I must have really strong ovaries or whatever because my body was like, no, Coming no. through. So, uh, it took a while. Get though. ready. It can take a while. elevator though. doors are about to open. <laughs> it can take a while to normalize. <laughs> but if, yeah, that's a good solution, whether you want to do it temporarily for a long hike or yeah. um, to switch over if you're on the pill and want to And some females over. actually... It, you know, this happens to endurance athletes that yeah. they lose yeah. their period entirely, and that's what happens with me. So, oh, lucky that no, that didn't happen. It no. actually is <laughs> great. <laughs> but so, if there's anyone out there that that happens to, don't worry about it. It'll it's come back. Just yeah. your body. It's true. Mm-hmm. Adjust. Snorkel. I know you had an interesting tidbit about I do. birth control. Sure. So I was talking with Bandana, uh, for those of you who know her out there. I actually don't know her real name. I'm sorry. Um, but I met her at PC day, PCT Days, and she's a holistic medical doctor. And one of the things she told me is she was having all sorts of plantar fasciitis issues while she was hiking the PCT. And after she went through all of her medical training, she realized that um, hormonal birth control can sometimes have a side effect of making the body more susceptible to ligament and muscle tears, including plantar fasciitis which kind of blew my mind when she told me that. So maybe uh, women out there who are thinking they're having some plantar issues might want to look into that. Or into or the even pill. some other, you know, mm, yeah. serious yeah, muscular or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. She said Definitely. that she also tore her shoulder while she was backpacking. And, mm. you know. It's crazy. Yeah. Very and, and I know a lot of people, we were, Disco and I were just talking about this the other day. Like, I actually have a lot of friends who cannot take the pill. Mm-hmm. It has such a negative effect on their 
like weight gain and, yeah, and yeah. acne and just all, all kinds of other things. They just don't feel very well. Like it definitely affects them. I'm, I feel pretty lucky because I, I can take it and it's great, but definitely there's people that can't take it. Anybody want to add anything else to our, the our discussion? The down and dirty The, the down and dirty? The downtown? But what yeah. about doing it on trail? Uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's dirty. What, you, what, what, what about doing it on trail? <laughs> Let's go there. What? I, I prefer places where there's water. So, you know, make sure everything's clean and tidy after. Because, so I, I've had a couple of uh, urinary tract infections while hiking and just camping. Mm. And um, my doctor told me that she said, you know, if you're going to be having sex on trail, um, you need to be careful because that's actually the, the best way to get a urinary tract infection because, you know, things are getting shoved up into your urethra and there's all this bacteria and dirt and you haven't Yeast showered. And, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, I prefer to, uh, to, to engage in coitus when there is <laughs> some water available to, to clean everybody's parts off before, you know, engaging and then post, post-act. Didn't you, know? you say she said to to urinate afterwards? She did. Yeah. Yeah. She said to always, especially when you're hiking, to always make sure that you can pee afterwards because not only is it sterile, it sterilizes. It definitely helps clean out, you know, the pipes and make sure that there's no bacterias hanging out up in there, dirt and stuff. <laughs> I don't do a lot to prevent UTIs, but that is the one thing I won't do on trail because I, I think oh, that's, wow. the, that's mm-hmm. the number one thing to, to uh, cause some... Problems, yeah, it's. I think. I think it's tough though when you're like when you are hiking with someone for four months at a time. Um, like Disco and I, when we did the PCT, uh, we didn't spend very many nights in town. We only stayed at one hotel. We did stay with some trail angels here and there, but you know, as a couple, that's not really sufficient. You know, we, we you know you, get, you make, make do. Fortunately, we weren't hiking around very many people, so we could just, you know, kind of pull off wherever we needed <laughs> when the moment struck and, uh, you know, take, take, take a nooner. A, take a nooner, yeah. <laughs> I prefer to do it during the day and not at night so that my body does have time to yeah, pee, pee several times out. during the day to get rid of all those, you know, nasty boy dirts that, you know. <laughs> well, and if you can pee standing up, you can do other things standing up. That's right. You certainly can. And I did have a friend tell me that, she only has sex uh, doggy style when she's hiking because there's less contact with the basically with your urethra because <laughs> you're going in from the back wow. and there's no. Wow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Interesting. Yes. Well, it's just very well thought out. Yeah. Right. Well, what about a condom while you're doing it on trail? That's that that's could an be option. a way. Yeah, it's plausible. To, uh, at least to keep keep the uh, yeah. That's yeah. definitely a, an option mm-hmm. for sure. Well, but when you're a couple, it's just going to happen. Yeah, for sure. And but, even but, if you're not a couple, it's might could. Happen. Yeah, but I do think it's something as a woman that you need to think about, because I don't know how many of you guys have had urinary tract infections, but it is awful. It's excruciating and it can be really dangerous. And if you're out hiking, you don't you don't want that. It's or a yeast infection, too. Oh, yeah. God, so uncomfortable. Do any yeah. of you carry antibiotics in case you get a UTI in the backcountry or something for yeast? No. Infections? I do. I carry antibiotics because I've had a couple UTIs. Um, the the doctor that I saw, they're old now because I got them when I lived in Crested Butte. But the doctor that I saw there, I told her I was going to be out hiking. And she was like, you know, I'm just going to give you something. You know, if you get a UTI, you can take this. And she also gave me, there's a low-grade antibiotic. I don't know what it is, but it's uh, 
It's a low grade, low grade pill, and it's designed for women that have frequent UTIs. And so what she told me was, I'm going to give you this thing, and if you get a UTI, you have to go through the whole antibiotics, you know, schedule, and then afterwards, just take one of these every time you have sex, and then it will kill any. You know, it's a really low grade antibiotic, so it just kills any bacteria that may have gotten in there. But I, I never, I've never had to use it, so hmm. score. Been more careful. I do think it's important to think about, though. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do afterwards? And like you said, you're just like, I don't want to deal yeah. with that. And I think it's important to have a partner that's going to, if you're going to be hiking with someone, to have someone who's going to respect either I'm not going to do it on trail or if we're going to do it, it's got to happen between 10 and 4. Here's the, <laughs> here's the rules. And we got to be near water, you know, so I don't care if you get a woody, that's on you if it's outside of those parameters. You know what I'm saying? Do you know. treat your water POD while, while cleaning? Not while cleaning, no. That's another advantage of a skirt. It's really <laughs> easy to clean. It is. You know, anytime oh, I there's oh, I going there. Was, I thought you meant for nooners. <laughs> that's that's that too. was your no underwear policy <laughs> right there. It is. Access all around. <laughs> all right. Anyone else want to throw down for that? Uh, I'm just impressed we went there. I am too. Yeah, Good for good. us. That's um, really what people want to know, and though. We would have gone there if we didn't have mics in front of our faces. So, you know, why <laughs> not? That's true. It wasn't on the agenda, but it was all on our minds. It was. I think we should say something fake for all our male listeners. Like, it's so hard on the trail <laughs> with all those sexy men walking <laughs> around. <laughs> right. We just get so hot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the dirty balls. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. All right. All right. Moving All right. On. Let's move on. Okay. Um, if anybody has anything else to throw out, we can, we can do that after our, our last question here. So Salamander, take it away. All right. Dear Red Tent Show, first off, this group of five hikers with over 50,000 miles is a big improvement over the usual four. Thank you, Buck 30. At a minimum, it's a great reduction in body hair. <laughs> Since all of you have hiked a lot of miles solo, I'm sure you've had your share of attention from all those damn guy hikers. What are some of the things that guys do to drive you nuts on the trail? Anything we do that's not so bad? This is from our friend Buck30. Um, B3PO. <laughs> so I have to say, just to, just to preface the question, um, I think the trail is full of really great decent, nice, respectful, kind guys. And yeah, I think of all, sure. you know, I was thinking, actually, when I read Buck's, Buck 30's question, um, I was thinking about all of the other worlds that we've been in, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, when I, was, when I was young and through hiking, I was, you know, waiting tables in between my hikes to make money and dealing with just, like, total nasty men and, like, filling my pockets with, tips just so I could hike. And that was what would get me through that, you know, dealing with these yeah. nasty men sexually harassing you all the time. And then I think about, um, you know, college, God, that's full of awful young men. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've been a skier all my life, like this ski industry and just the ski culture is at best pretty dismissive of women at most, at worst, it's kind of misogynistic. And, um, I've been in academia for the last, what, eight years as both the graduate student and as a faculty member. And academia is not always a friendly place for women, especially in the sciences. Um, and so when I think about 
the guys that I know from the trail, they are among the best guys that I know and kind of like the, the measuring stick against which yeah. everyone else has to, has to uh, measure up to. Yeah. And so anyway, so I think there are, are really a lot of good guys. And I personally have never had um, any kind of issue that I can think of with any individual. Um, I mean, there are comments here and there. But for the most part, I want to say like, that most through hikers are really, really good guys. Um, yeah, however, that does not mean that <laughs> there are not problems, and that does not mean that um, there aren't some behavior changes that should really happen. So take it away, ladies. <laughs> well, uh, also on the more positive edge, I've always felt in the hiking community that I relate to everybody more as hikers. We're all yeah, you yeah, start off first sure. as yeah, a hiker, definitely. and it really levels the that, field. It's not so much about gender or age, too. Like. You know, I made friends with retired guys. Exactly. Which, yeah. In normal life, that's not the Which would kind of be weird, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> so you don't exactly. Exactly. Even little kids, little kids on the trail are also just like hikers. Yeah. They're just a hiker first before they are a little kid. So it's this kind of great bubble on one level where we're all, we're all hikers together. And it's more about, oh, you just dropped a 30? That's dope, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's that first Right. And then, yeah. and then other like age and gender is more secondary, which is an awesome way to be able to relate to people instead of definitely, Oh, I have boobs and you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and I think about most of the negative comments that I've, or uh, situations, whatever that I've encountered on the, on the trail for the most part have been people who are just out, usually older men, that are just mm-hmm. out for a little yeah, hike. Exactly. Day hike, whatever. Like, or in town. It. It's in town. Or in town. That's where you get them. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the cool thing is that hiking with Disco, there have been several situations where people come up to us and then they're like, how'd he talk you into coming out here? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah, things yeah. like that. <laughs> you know, and he's always really good about saying, no, 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 she convinced me and I didn't want to come. And, yeah. you know, things like that to kind of, I don't know, just hopefully make them think about those comments a little bit, yeah. you know, and, and I think that, you know, Buck 30's question about, you know, what are, what are we doing right and what can we do and all that kind of stuff. I, I just think that being aware yeah. of she hikers and that type of perception, you know, because I can defend myself, no problem, but it definitely makes a larger statement yeah, when, definitely. So, when another guy says something like, oh, she forced me out here or what, what, why would you say it? What do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I definitely think it, it, forces people to think a little bit more when it's coming from, you know, another bro bra. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And I think when I have had uncomfortable situations and it's always been either like a section hiker or a hunter or something like that or in town. And luckily the guys that I was with were smart enough to say something like, Oh, she out hikes me every single day, you yeah. know? And they, you know, point that out and that's um, really cool. And I think that's, that's one of the things that yeah. the guys are really respectful about. Uh, trail guys are really spe- respectful yeah. about. Because yeah, isn't the, um, what are you girls doing out there? Is that from the Colorado <laughs> yeah, trail? That's the guys on the dirt bikes. Yeah. Tita and I were all on the divide on the Colorado trail back in 2003. Three. And we were, we had just hiked by a, a big trail sign that said, no motorized vehicles and this group this of is on the crest trail this is coming out of monarch yeah uh, yeah yeah well by and this monarch. this big group of well. like maybe 10 or 12 dirt bikers all you know that was 10 years ago and these guys were probably in their 40s probably yeah I there think. were a couple of young ones but the ones that were talking to us yeah. and were really aggressive were and, old and they, mm. they 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 encircled us with their bikes and then sh- you know shut them off and 
You know, they got off. The one guy wobbled off of his bike <laughs> and took his helmet off, and he said, "What are you girls doing up here on this trail?" <laughs> I was like, well, we're self-powered. You see that sign over there? No motorized vehicles. What are you doing up here on this trail? You know, no POD. And uh, they were just like, "What are you got? You know, what are you doing?" And well, we're hiking, and you know, we're walking from Denver to Durango, and. What? I mean, that totally blew their... Well, who's... You're out here by yourselves, you know? And the one guy said to me, well, my, our ladies are at home fixing us lunch. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I said to him, I said, well, from the looks of things, you could probably skip a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> she did say I that. I did say that. Awesome. But nice, then, good job. Then we also got our feather boas out of our packs and took pictures with them. With That's the true. Boas we on. did. Yeah. Because they were going to put I, it in a I, magazine. But I do think that... I do think that that, you know, experiences like that can change their opinions. I mean, even mm-hmm. the professor who is an educated guy who's been in the outdoors his whole life and he's older, he's in, he's even been around some women that, that like to do outdoorsy things. When he met Tito and I on the, on the Colorado trail, that blew his mind. It's true. <laughs> it blew his mind that two young women would go on the same adventure he's having without Someone else without backup. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? With smaller packs and hiking packs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> without, that's a the other thing. without a guardian. Without a satellite phone. <laughs> I have to say that, you know, all of us obviously got addicted to hiking because yeah. something drew us back. And I think that thing is how good we feel when we're out there. And that we perhaps become our best selves. Laughter yeah. comes easy. You're body starts to feel so strong. You feel just the greatest that you can feel. And I think virtually the the majority of people that are hiking are at their best selves. So yeah. mm-hmm. we're around guys, we're around right. girls, we're around all ages of people feeling their best selves. For so sure. those people through hiking, I think for the majority, you're going to, you're going to encounter other wonderful people. And so every now and then you're going to meet somebody who's not involved with the through hike, but maybe in a shorter spurt on the trail and you're going to blow their mind somewhat. And maybe they're not going to understand it, but they're probably going to feel that energy a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm probably the youngest person. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. So, you know, I would say, you know, I've had a lot of really great, experiences with hiker male hikers 40 50 60 70 they've really (laughs) taken on this sort of like fatherly or grandfatherly role for me and really my issues you know it's not even an issue but it's more like you know it's pink blazing is probably around you know the 18 to 22 year old sort of yeah that's true and you know that's probably going to happen anywhere you're around 18 to 22 year olds it's true Mm mm-hmm You've had issues with them coming on too strong or what? Yeah, you know, there's there's coming on too strong. I've had a a friend of mine who's a male who said, you know, when when you're on trail, you know, like a a girl who's like a six is like an eight. Oh. Oh. And I and I think the I think that that it can be that, that that men who are in that stage of life also they're not guarded about their comments. You know, like Certainly we're all human and you notice if someone, if someone's attractive or, mm-hmm. you know, you notice those things. It, it just happens. But I think that, that men who have been on trail and have had experiences realize that you don't just say when you're in a mixed group of people, oh, that girl's hot or whatever, because that you're, you're minimizing that person's identity to just their physical self, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, 
younger boys, they don't have that. They don't got that filter in place yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, they, they don't know to not <laughs> they, say and, that. And, and, and not even do they not know to not say it. I think they have trouble appreciating for people for more than that. Yeah. You know seeing what I mean? Any, mm-hmm. Seeing yeah. anyone as it, more than. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I, I think to answer Buck 30's question, that's a really great opportunity for a male hiker who's yeah. had a little more experience to step in and be like, that's not cool. Yeah. Be absolutely. a good mentor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just be, be a, a good decent example. man, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We love sure. you back 30. We do. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be 3 example. <laughs> Although he did tell me, he went out on the PCT. This year. I'm totally going to throw him under the bus right now. <laughs> he went out on the PCT this year and he was going to do the great, the great Divide ride, you know, ride the Divide thing. And he bailed on it. And I said, why are you bailing? You're going to the PCT. Come on. You've already done that a million times. And he said, well, I thought maybe... There'd be a lot of women out here because they read <laughs> wild and maybe they wanted to get out on the trail this year. And, and here I am. I've got experience. I can help them. And I don't think it worked out that way. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say I am super concerned about the image that that book uh, will create for female hikers, actually. I mean, even though it's a deep book about yeah. her relationship with her mother and change, and she went through that change and personal victory, um, there could be people hiking <laughs> because they are expecting that sort of female hiker. Yeah, and you know, we've talked about this a little bit on on the trail show, not so much on mic, off mic, but... You know, I thought about that, too, and I think there's going to be women who go out and are expecting that, and maybe they get it, maybe they don't. But the great thing about that is that some of those women are going to become awesome hikers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you true. know? And there's going to be more women hikers, you know? Yeah, it's yeah true. the amount of protection that's going to be directed toward the trail and more concern about wilderness area. Like, there's going to be a lot of good repercussions, yeah. not just I do think a lot of g- damaged people. I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be some damaged folks, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and, and it seems like even this year, people who have read Wild, you know, there's a lot of women in their 40s or 50s, people who otherwise wouldn't have been going out. And I think that's amazing because that's a demographic that's usually not represented when you're looking it's positive. Hikers. Yeah, it's that's really true. great. Yeah, for sure. To see those those women out there. Awesome. That's true. Yeah. All right. Does anybody have anything to add to our uh, our red tent meeting before we uh, <laughs> close the vestibule? Should we do some kind of girl power chant? <laughs> if you have one, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm just really glad you had this show. I think it's a great topic, and mm-hmm. um, it's an issue that's not just hiking related. Um, thanks for recognizing women. Yeah, well, I, you know, people have been asking for it, and I think there's still a lot of other things that we can discuss, but a bonus show is only an hour or so. So, you know, maybe there will be another Red Tent convention. A month from future. now? A month from now. That was 28 days. In 28 days, we will reconvene here with our fresh straw bales. No. Um, anyway. I'll bring the aluminum foil. Good. Do that, please. <laughs> and I'll bring my empty. Out. Yeah, I'll bring my empty wrapper. Not an even cup of keeper. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, Sal, can you uh, remind us who our beer sponsor was again for the show? Our beer sponsor was Delicious Sierra Nevada. Yeah. How did you guys like it, by the way? It was lovely. It was, it was so good. I had never had the that uh, Bigfoot barley wine, but that was oh, awesome. So isn't it good? Really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good Excellent. work, Sierra Nevada. Thank you. Yeah. I guess, I guess we're going to wrap it up then. We are going to uh, end the show. This is the part of the show where we end the show. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much to Sage Clegg, who Skyped in with us. Heather Clegg, who is Sage's sister. She's the one that got the ball, ball rolling with Sierra Nevada. She works for them. Thank you, Sierra Nevada. Thank you, Disco, for running the soundboard today and not saying a peep. 
Thank you, everyone at Sierra Nevada Brewing, for the good work they're doing and for sending us beer. Thank you to Trainwreck, Salamander, Angel Hair, and Snorkel for sharing your experiences with us. Thanks to all the folks who wrote letters to the Red Tent Show. And thanks to all of you who dropped some coin to download our show today. We hope you'll tune in to the monthly trail show, which is free, and that you'll be back for more bonus shows in the future. For T-Dub, Salamander, Snorkel, and Angel Hair, I'm the Princess of Darkness. See you next time. Right, B3PO. Big ups to B3PO. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? All right, everybody stand up and pee now. <laughs> that is my, my, my backpacking skill I'm going to learn this winter. That's right. In the shower. It wasn't on the agenda, but it was all on our minds.